Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the first Building the Board scouting meeting as we've got our two wide receiver positional scouts ready to kick off Building the Board's positional series with us as we have 10 names at wide receiver. These aren't necessarily the best names. They're 10 names that we're going to take you through Jacob and Brandon's reports on slowly but surely. Jacob, Brandon, you guys ready to go? Let's roll. Perfect. I'll start us off with our first topic of conversation, Ohio State's Jackson Smith Jigba. Jacob, what do you think about him? So I've got JSN as my wide receiver one in this class. I think his 2021 tape speaks for itself. Uh, I think he's the smartest wide receiver in this class from a football IQ perspective. Uh, He's a quick route runner, explosive coming out of his breaks. Maybe not the fastest guy out there, but sure-handed, intelligent route technician, just a reliable weapon who's got a natch for getting open. Uh, I see a lot of Amon Ross St. Brown in him, and I'm not going to make a ton of comps just because I'm not a huge fan of that, but I think JSN's got a real chance to be a consistent thousand-yard guy. So I like him a lot. He's someone I'm going to have at least a top 15 grade on. Uh, we'll see about top 10, but definitely a guy I like. Interesting. Brandon, how you feeling? Yeah, so me and Jacob see JSN pretty similarly. For me, locked top 15 grade, dynamic route runner. Definitely a guy that is underlooked as far as after the catch because the way he sets up his routes and the defenders, he creates yak consistently over the middle of the field, which is in today's NFL, highly valuable. I mean, we saw this week what Garrett Wilson said about him, like between him Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, he was the best of them. And he said that when they were in college and after, and you saw Garrett Wilson, he won offensive rookie of the year. Like that is, that is a high, high level player. I think he's one of these guys that's going to come in right away and just be very, very productive. Nobody asked for my opinion, but I tend to agree with both of you. That said, we've got nine more receivers to talk through. So let's move on to the second receiver as we talk about USC's Jordan Addison. Brandon, we'll start with you this time. What do you think? Yeah, so I got Jordan Addison as wide receiver three. Uh, very, very good football player. I think he fits a lot of different roles. Like he can play X, he can play Z, he can play in the slot. So I think he works with just basically any system. Again, another guy, really good route runner, dynamic athlete. I really want to see how he tests because I think he's going to he's gonna ball like a lot of these other receivers. Again, he's after the catch. But the thing I love most about him is his vertical route running. When you, when you see this guy setting up corner posts, post corners, deep in the middle of the field, like he consistently gets open down the field. And a lot of these guys, you'll see them get open down the field, but just not go routes. He gets open deep in the middle of the field, which you do not see very often. Jacob, what do you think? Yeah, I agree a lot with what Brandon said. Uh, I have him as wide receiver too. I think he's just a a dynamic athlete, very good deep speed, very crisp coming in and out of his routes. 
uh, does a good job of adjusting his stems accordingly. You know, he really understands the leverage and, you know, how to attack that, how to attack a corner's blind spot in man and how to attack uh, weak spots in zone. Just, uh, you know, another intelligent football player who's very athletic. Skinny, yes. Is he very physical? No. And I think that'll prevent him from being the top receiver drafted in this class. But I still think there's a lot to like with his game. When I look at his potential at the next level, I look at a guy who, again, flirting with a thousand yards on a consistent basis. Is he going to be top five, maybe even top 10 in the league? I don't know. But I definitely think he's going to be a contributor in the league for years to come. That's awesome. And let's keep the ball rolling as we talk about one of the faster risers in the draft process lately, Zay Flowers. Jacob, we'll start with you. So Zay Flowers is a guy that I have a fringe round one grade on. It's not a solidified round one. It's kind of late round one, early round two. I don't think he's a wide receiver one at the next level, but that's not necessarily a knock on him. I just think he's a very good athlete. He's a good route runner, reliable hands catcher, good after the catch. Not the most physical guy out there, and I'd like to see a little bit more from a route running technical perspective. I think he improved upon that uh, in 2022 compared to years past, but still want to see a little bit more from him. I don't know how high of a ceiling he has, but I think he has a very high floor, and I think teams are going to be very interested in that. So I have him as my wide receiver five right now. And I think that probably not a wide receiver one, but a, a pretty good wide receiver two at the next level, I think, is what's in store for him. Brandon, what are you thinking? Yeah, so I don't think me and Jacob are going to have too many disagreements. I think this will probably be the biggest disagreement we have, even though it's probably still a smaller disagreement. I have him as a mid-first-round guy, uh, right in the second second tier, right below JSN. Uh, but this guy, for me, dynamic athlete, dynamic after the catch. Like, I think he's probably the best yet guy in this class. I, I, again, I'm, again, I'm not really big on comps just like Jacob is, but to me, I see a clone of DJ Moore. I've I've heard Antonio Brown a lot, but I, I don't see the vertical ability as much, but like when you're talking about over the middle of the field, catching screens, catching slants, catching bubbles, like. This guy, really, really dynamic athlete. He should test really, really well. Probably going to be a slot receiver in the NFL, but like in today's NFL where you're running 11 personnel with three wide receivers on the field, 70% of the time, like this guy is a very, very good athlete. He is a dynamic athlete. Some of the cuts he can make are crazy. And speaking of dynamic athletes, let's talk about Tennessee's Jalen Hyatt. Brandon, what do you think? Yeah, so this is this is a guy that, that jumped off the tape as soon as I turned on Tennessee's tape. Maybe the fastest wide receiver in this year's class. I have him top of the top of round two, but like this is the type of guy when you're talking about testing that like it's gonna it's gonna boost his grade up quite a bit if he tests how I imagine that he's going to test. I, I think he's a guy that's gonna be in the first round for a lot of teams. He's gonna go in the first round. He said he's aiming for to run a four two. Clearly see that in the film because the, this guy's vertical speed. He's he's separating against Alabama, against Georgia, against DBs that are gonna go in day one or day two of this of this year's draft. And he just creates separation down the field. I know like one of one of the guys that I've seen comp to him would be MVS, but I I think he's a guy like Marquez Valdez Scanley, but like. He actually has ball skills. He actually had like he can actually 
catch a dig over the middle of the field and then create separation after the catch. Like this, this guy is a very, very good football player. He won't fit every team because not every team will be able to fit that slot vertical speed into their offense. But for a team that does find that for him, he's going to be a game changer at the next level. Ooh, Jacob, what do you think about him? Yeah, I agree with a lot of that. I think Hyatt's going to go round one. It's just a matter of where. I have a fringe round one grade on him, but I think that he's going to end up getting drafted even higher than where he ends up on my board. Hyatt's a little bit of a one-trick pony at this point, but that one trick is unbelievable, and it's to the point where you think that he could really develop more to his game. And if he does, then it's game over for the league. You're looking at someone who's obviously a fantastic athlete, He's shown promise as a route running technician. He's not the most savvy guy, but just his ability to create vertical separation is unreal. Very good hands, elusive after the catch. I think that, like Brandon said, he's not going to fit every team. Not every team is going to be interested in him, but he's got speed for days. And I think that that's something that teams are gonna, that other teams rather are going to love. And I'm really excited to see where he ends up because I think he could absolutely skyrocket up boards compared to where a lot of mock drafts have him going right now. Well, while you're talking about speed, there's another player we have to bring up talking about UNC's Josh Downs. Jacob, what do you think of him? Josh Downs. So I look at a guy when comparing him to Jalen Hyatt, I think Hyatt's a little bit faster, but I think Downs is a bit more explosive side to side. And you see that he's a very good athlete after the catch He's a more precise route runner, in my opinion, than Hyatt. And he's someone who explodes, you know, sinks his hips coming into his breaks and explodes out of them. Uh, does a very good job of creating separation across the middle of the field. Uh, good hands, maybe not the biggest guy, not the most physical guy out there, but he's been productive at the collegiate level. And I have him slightly below Hyatt just because I think Hyatt has a higher ceiling. So Hyatt's four and Flowers is five. But Downs is a very close wide receiver six. He's another fringe round one, early round two guy for me. Brandon, what do you think? Yeah, so I'm just a little bit lower on Josh Downs. Uh, very good route runner. Explosive in and out of his breaks. But size for me is a concern. Fit for me will always be a concern with him because when I'm evaluating draft, draft prospects, I'm evaluating them on based on any scheme. So, like, he's not a guy that's going to fit every scheme. So I think that will be very, very tough for him to reach a ceiling that's high. For me, he's never going to be that type of guy that's going to be a wide receiver one at the very high like end of the variance for him. So for me, I'm going to be a little bit lower on him. He's going to be a guy that struggles just like Anthony Miller. When guys get hands on him, he is going to struggle because of that size, which will be a concern for me. Uh, also with his route running, it seems like he, he's a guy that really works option routes, but a little bit too much. It seems like he's running option routes when he's supposed to be running a specific route a lot of the times when he's out there, which is a, a big concern for me. Can you, can you run the schemed routes that are designed for you, or are you just going to run your own stuff? Makes sense. I mean, that's something we've really got to think about, but we'll have to talk about it, especially after he tests. He's another guy that could put up some insane numbers. And speaking of numbers, shifting a little bit, let's talk about LSU's Keyshawn Booty. Brandon, what do you see on film? Yeah, I see, a, a, again, another one of these dynamic athletes. But the thing is with Booty is he's a very thick athlete. Like in another 
in another dimension, like a world, he's like he's playing running back because that's the type of player that he like he could be be a, a Jameer Gibbs in another world. Like that's that's the type of guy that you'd be getting. He's another one of these guys that's going to be playing Z, going to be playing slot. A guy, a guy that can different roles. But for me, with the, with with the off the field concerns, with the with the lack of lack of tape, with the lack of being able to fit a modern offense, I really really struggle with his tape. Uh, he's going to be a late second round guy, a guy that's going to take more evaluation on him. Like he's the type of guy that you're that teams are going to want to bring in for a top 30 visit and spend a lot of time with them. But again, like he's going to be one of the most polarizing players in this class, but he's also going to have one of the higher ceilings in this class. What do you think, Jacob? I agree with a lot of what Brandon said, but he's the type of guy where I watch him. I compare him naturally to other LSU wide receivers. your Justin Jefferson's your Jamar chases in that, you know, you don't scout the helmet, but there's one trait that I see in common with them that I see with Booty, and that's body control. I think Booty is, you know, very coordinated, like Brandon said, thickly built, one of the best yak receivers in this class, in my opinion. Agility is pretty good, but I think he just has that natural fluidity, that natural coordination that helps him to get open. Uh, good deep speed. I'd like to see more consistency with his hands. Uh, he makes some really impressive tough catches and drops some easy ones. Uh, and again, the off the field issues are something that I definitely have to be concerned about. And it drops him down my board. I have him around a, a late two as well. I think he's the type of guy where it really depends where he lands, because if he lands with a stable organization, say someone like the Chiefs, then I think he's got the chance to be a superstar in the league. But if he lands somewhere where there's a lot of turnover there's a lot of dysfunction and there isn't as much structure there, then I think Boutique could be out of the league in say three or four years. So he's as big of a boomer bust prospect as there is in this wide receiver class. I really like the flashes I've seen on tape. I wouldn't take him first round, but I can't help but be enticed just because of the little bit of flash that we've seen from him over the years. To your point, Jacob, fit always matters. Just take a look at Kadarius Tony and what he looked like in a Giants uniform versus what he looks like in his moments in a KC uniform. But sticking to the task at hand, we got four more names to go through. Let's talk about one of the other hot top receivers. Jacob, tell me what you think about TCU's Quentin Johnston. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He fits also in that boomer bust category. I see a guy who's obviously massive. He's got a large catch radius. He's physical at the catch point. Uh, He's just, you know, he's your typical X who can not only dominate in contested windows, but he can also make some, uh, some really impressive grabs as a vertical route runner. He can separate well with pure speed and then just make the grab on the, you know, on go routes and whatnot. I'd like to see a little bit more polish for him as a route runner. I think, you know, as a technician, he's shown improvement. He didn't have much of anything in his arsenal in 2021, 2022. He improved. I think he understands how to get leverage through his stems. I just don't know if he can consistently do it. And being a taller receiver, it can be tougher to, you know, sink your hips to explode out of your breaks. Uh, and I think Johnston's got a little bit of a drop issue that he can stand to improve. But you're looking at size, speed, physicality, yakability, production. I think he's going to go round one. I have him as wide receiver three in this class. I have him like mid first round right now. Uh, I think he could go around there in real life. But again, is, it, is he a bit of a risk? Yes. But I also think he's someone who, if he lands again in the right situation, he can make some noise. Brandon, what do you think? Yeah, I think Quentin Johnson has the highest ceiling of any of these wide receivers in this class. One of the highest ceilings of any of these players in this class. Uh, for me, you get a guy at 6'4", very, very fast. I think for I, somehow, somehow, some way, like that is the most underrated aspect of his game that I've seen out there is his speed. I like I think this this is the type of guy that's gonna run, go to the combine and run it a four three. Like you get a receiver that runs four three at six four that actually knows what he's doing on the football field. And that that is a very, very high ceiling. Like the way he runs goes and the in the way the way he breaks off of his vertical stem and runs the stop routes that he does, like that's to me. Like this might not hit with a lot of people, but that's the most impressive thing to me with Quentin Johnson is how he works off of his vertical stem and runs his stop routes because he consistently gains separation on his stop routes. And the thing is with him, like you'll get a lot of six, four receivers that they'll catch the ball. And like you expect a six, four receiver to, to create yak, but usually they're just falling forward with him. He's catching the ball, setting up the defender and then just bursting up field for 20 plus yards of yet. So for me, this, this is a very, very good football player has a lot of developing to do, but like if he develops, if he finds the right wide receiver coach, like the ceiling is untapped with this guy. That is an, as exciting a breakdown as you could just about give. Now we got a couple more players to go through, and I want to start with one of the senior bowl starlets from this last weekend, Tank Nathaniel Dell out of Houston. Brandon, what do you see when you watch his tape? Yeah, I see a very, very good route runner. A very good route runner. I think he's he's kind of similar to Josh Downs in the way that they're very, very good route runners, but also very, very fast. Like again, I, I know we've talked about 40 times, or I have talked about 40 times a lot, but this is a fast wide receiver class. I'm a, I'm very excited to see what these guys run at the combine, and he's going to be one of those guys that runs maybe high four three, low four fours type of guys, where they're very very dynamic. But again, with me, it's going to come down to size. Like, is it is this guy going to be able to hold up against the bigger slot corners in this league? Because you think about the bigger slot corners in this league, you're thinking about Chauncey Gardner Johnson. 
Like, if I if I see John C. Gardner Johnson lined up against quote on Hank Dale, like he's getting clamped up because there is a there's a four inch size difference and 50, 60 pound difference. So for me, I, I really like him. I, I hope he goes third round, fourth round. He's able to develop work into a slot role in a good destination. I hope he's not pushed up to the draft too much because of how he performed at the All-Star game. Um, but yeah, I, I like this player. Jacob, what do you see when you watch him? I see a lot of similarities to Tuzu Atwell coming out of the draft a couple of years ago, and he went second round. He tested very well, and I see a lot of the similar strengths and weaknesses with Tank Dell. Obviously a fantastic athlete, dynamic after the catch. His pure agility allows him to create separation. I think he's still improving from a, a route running IQ perspective, but just how fast he is and how explosive he is moving side to side uh, allows him to get open. So again, very undersized, measured 5'8", 163 pounds at the senior bowl. Uh, like Brandon said, you get a you know a bigger slot corner on him, it's lights out, he's done. Uh, and I think that's going to be an issue for him at the next level is handling that level of physicality. And having a skinnier frame, I'm a little bit worried about his long-term durability. I have him early round four right now. I think the speed's going to have him drafted maybe a little bit higher than that. And I'd love to see him excel at the next level because you have a player who's that athletic, you want him to succeed. But I think he's probably like a, a wide receiver three, wide receiver four type of the next level. So uh, round four is where I'm going to go with Tank Dell. And let's keep digging while you're at it, talking about one of the more peculiar players in terms of offenses, A.T. Perry out of Wake Forest. Jacob, what do you see? A.T. Perry is another just very interesting case for me. He's someone who uh, he got listed at like, what, 6'5", 210, uh, measured at the Shrine game at 6'3", 195. Still very good length, long arms, an impressive catch radius. A little bit skinnier than I was expecting, but I see someone who, for a guy who's that tall, he has good deep speed. He's someone who can beat you vertically. He's someone who can make contested catches as we've seen over the years with him at Wake Forest. Not the best route runner. I don't think he's a super diverse arsenal of releases yet against different types of coverage. And I think that from a technical perspective, I don't know if he's ever going to be great because he's a taller receiver. And again, it's tougher to get in and out of your breaks when you're that tall, but I see someone with good deep speed, someone with great length, someone who can, who has the ball skills and the body control to make difficult catches. He's someone I'm very much intrigued by and I'm have him around like round three right now, probably mid round three, but I think there are tools to work with there. He's, I think if you can't get Quentin Johnston in round one, it might be worth a shot to get A.T. Perry in round three. And do I think Perry has as high of a ceiling as Johnston? Absolutely not. But I still think it's in the similar mold of big-bodied wide receiver with good deep speed uh, who can develop into something more than what he currently is. Makes sense. That's really interesting. Brandon, what do you see? Jacob, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the the six five listed at Wake and then going in and, and being 6'3". Every year, this bothers me so much. When guys are listed at 6'5", they come in at 6'3", it's like, 
list him at 6'3". Like, 6'3 doesn't grow on trees. If he's 6'3", let him be 6'3". He doesn't have to be 6'5". But anyways, yeah, I, I, I like A.T. Perry. He's a guy, a developmental ex-wide receiver. I love his body control. I love his high point ability. For me, his testing, he's going to be one of the guys where his testing is going to be very impressive. Like, a lot of these guys, like Tank Dell, like Quentin Johnson, like, you know they're fast. So we're not we're not checking off two boxes because they're really fast. But with a guy like A.T. Perry, like, his, I think his testing is going to be very important because it's, it's kind of questionable for me a little bit, uh, especially coming from I, – I don't know anybody other to put it, than like a very gimmicky offense. And it's very funny because the next wide receiver we're going to be yep. talking about is from a very, very similar offense off of the same branch. But like for me, he, he's going to be a guy that only, only is going to be a developmental role because like you cannot put this guy – he's not a year one guy. He's a developmental guy, a guy that's going to need to be, be able to play special teams. So that being said, he's going to be – a day three guy for me, a uh, high day three, but a higher ceiling day three guy. And it's funny you do mention him, Brandon, because this is one of my guys. Jacob, kick us off. What do you think about Michael Wilson? First, I'll say I hate watching those slow mesh offenses. It just annoys me. It's the worst. Uh, Michael Wilson's another size speed guy, 6'2", 216. Good deep speed, very good size. Looked like a better route runner the Senior Bowl than what I was expecting. I think he's a bit raw still, uh, but I really like his physical tools. I think he catches the 50-50 ball very well. I have him early round four. I think he's a good developmental X. Yeah, for me, I, I think I see his role a little bit differently, but I, I view the same the same type of player. Uh, very, very good size, very good physicality, very good – physical top of the stem type of receiver. I see him as a bigger slot, kind of like a, a similar role to Alan Lazard. I think it, if a lot of teams miss out on him, say the Bears miss out on Alan Lazard, he's the type of guy that you can bring in and, and be that physical inside receiver. Purely because you guys didn't mention it, it is worth mentioning. Missed all of 2021 due to a foot injury. Missed half of 2022 due to an undisclosed injury. So that if there is a red flag, it's health. But like you're talking about, fun player to watch. Guys, thank you so much for coming in and giving us the lowdown on our first 10 players on the board. Everybody else will have their grades posted on the board relatively soon. So you'll be able to take a look at our public board and we'll See you in the next episode on Building the Board. Thanks so much and have a great one. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.